This episode of On the Record is brought to you by Weasler Engineering. Whether you need low power for occasional use or high power for the toughest jobs, Weasler's PTO drive shafts have you covered. To learn more or to find the right PTO for you, visit www.weasler.com. I'm Executive Editor Kim Schmidt. Welcome to On the Record. Here's an update on what's currently impacting the ag equipment industry. According to the results of the latest Ag Equipment Intelligence Dealer Sentiments and Business Conditions update, a record net 15% of surveyed dealers indicated their used combine inventory was too low in June, a record low since the survey first began around 10 years ago. In the July survey, 12% of dealers indicated their used combine inventory was too high, 61% said it was in line with the previous month, and 27% indicated their used combine inventory was too low. Commentary from dealers added more depth to the situation, with one dealer in the Corn Belt stating that they were running out of trade-ins because they have no equipment to sell. Another dealer from the Southern Plains region stated, our floor traffic is down due to low inventory. Our customers are calling around and buying from any dealer that has the equipment that they are searching for. This week's dealers on the move are Protestio Brothers Equipment and Shreveport Tractor. Colorado John Deere dealer Potestio Brothers Equipment has acquired Berthod Motors' John Deere business. This adds a fourth location for Potestio Brothers. Louisiana Kubota dealer Shreveport Tractor will end operations on July 31st after 50 years in business. Now here's Ben Thorpe with the latest from the Technology Corner. Thanks, Kim. According to a study on precision agriculture conducted by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers, the American Soybean Association, CropLife America, and the National Corn Growers Association, the environmental benefit of precision ag technology fuel efficiencies is similar to taking 200,000 cars off the road every year. The study, which is geared toward educating the general population about the benefits of precision ag technology, notes that cultivating an estimated 10.2 million acres of cropland was avoided due to more efficient use of existing land. That is the equivalent of three and a half Yellowstone National Parks. According to the study, productivity has increased an estimated 4% as a result of current precision farming adoption and has the potential to increase another 6% with broader adoption of precision technology. Kurt Blades, Senior Vice President of Ag Services for AEM, says the biggest opportunity with the most immediate need right now, however, may be in precision irrigation control. The western U.S. is currently facing the worst drought it has experienced in more than a millennium, according to the U.S. Drought Monitor. Already, the combination of variable rate precision irrigation technology and soil moisture sensors is saving the equivalent of 750,000 Olympic-sized swimming pools of irrigation water per year, according to the study. However, with full adoption, the U.S. could increase water savings an additional 21%, or nearly the equivalent of Cayuga Lake, the second largest of the Finger Lakes in upstate New York. But to realize some of this additional savings and environmental advantages, the U.S. needs more bandwidth, Blades says. Enter the push for rural broadband and an infrastructure bill. The ag industry has been very uh, loud with anyone that will listen to talk about how wireless in-field is needed for precision ag adoption. And I'll credit this study for changing the, uh, the hearts and minds of some of those folks uh, that are writing those bills to say it's not just to the anchor institutions and the houses, but it's also wireless and field. And they're listening. 
because they recognize that there's a bigger societal gain if you have that wireless in field like uh, like we want, and that allows for all kinds of things to happen. Back to you, Kim. Thanks, Ben. On July 27th, the U.S. House of Representatives Committee of Agriculture passed the WIP Plus Reauthorization Act, which would reactivate the Wildfire and Hurricane Indemnity Program Plus for 2020 and 2021 disasters. The bill states it will continue the 2019 WIP Plus program as it was operated previously and has been authorized a total appropriation of $8.5 billion. Payments to farmers will be limited to $250,000 per person, while those with high-value crops will have a payment cap of $900,000. The bill will also lower the requirements for farmers to qualify for drought losses. The Wildfire and Hurricane Indemnity Program Plus originally provided payments to producers to offset losses from hurricanes, wildfires, and other qualifying natural disasters that occurred in 2018 and 2019. The original program covered losses of crops, trees, bushes, and vines that occurred as a result of those disaster events, milk losses due to adverse weather conditions, and losses to on-farm store commodities. Congressman Mike Thompson, who represents California's 5th Congressional District and is a member of the House Agriculture Committee, said, From extreme fires to historic drought, our district and our nation have seen devastating disasters this year and last year. Earlier this year, I introduced the WIP Plus Reauthorization Act to ensure we reactivate the critical wildfire and hurricane indemnity program plus to help agricultural producers in our district. Today, I'm glad to see my bipartisan bill approved by the Agriculture Committee, and I'll work to ensure it's considered on the House floor as soon as possible. Groups that have expressed support for the bill include the National Farmers Union, the American Farm Bureau Federation, National Milk Producers Federation, National Sorghum Producers, and the National Cotton Council. Earlier this week, ACCO released its second quarter earnings report. Net sales for the second quarter were approximately $2.9 billion, an increase of approximately 43.5% compared to the second quarter of 2020. Net sales for the first six months of 2021 were about $5.3 billion, an increase of 33.6% compared to the same period in 2020. Excluding favorable currency translation impacts of approximately 6.3%, net sales for the first six months of 2021 increased approximately 27.3% compared to the same period in 2020. Looking at regional performance, all regions saw double-digit sales growth during the quarter. The largest increase was in the Asia-Pacific Africa region, where second quarter sales were up 56.7%. That was followed by South America at up 55.9%, Europe Middle East sales increased by 45.5%, and North American sales for the quarter were up 32.2%. After peaking in May and June at its highest level since 2008, SEMA's General Business Climate Index for the ag machinery industry in Europe declined by four points in July to a reading of 68 while current business sentiments remain positive, fewer companies are expecting further turnover growth for the coming six months. For expectations for upcoming order intake, the shift was even more pronounced. The share of survey respondents expecting an increase in orders dropped to less than a third, the lowest level this year. More than 90% of the companies participating in the survey expressed concerns about supply bottlenecks while 36% of the respondents from tractor manufacturers expect a production stop due to a lack of certain parts in the coming month. Despite all uncertainties, the European industry representatives remained confident about closing the year with strong results. 
With regard to the full year 2021, the average survey participants' forecast for their company was a turnover increase of plus 12%. As always, we welcome your feedback. You can send comments and story suggestions to kschmidt at lassitermedia.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us.